Welcome to my podcast. You are not alone. Convos with Annalisa. I am Annalisa. Hi, friends. I hope that you had a good weekend and I hope that this week has already started out good for you since it is the beginning of a new month. So I don't know about y'all, but I generally like to start the beginning of the months with setting different goals for myself and trying to accomplish them. Just recently, my husband um, showed me on social media, one of his friends had actively closed all of her move exercise and stand rings um, through her Apple watch. And it really inspired me to maybe try to do the same. I'm not gonna lie. I already failed yesterday, but that's okay because that's just one day. And so I got up this morning and I made it a point to get my body moving. And I had been on on the app TikTok and I've been seeing these women that just inspire me to try to get my body moving a little bit more. They've been doing this 12-3-30 trend and it's on the treadmill You do an incline of 10, speed of three for 30 minutes. I was like, I can do this. This is not a big deal. Like that's going to be so easy. 30 minutes, boom, you got this. Oh my goodness, (laughs) like three minutes in. I'm so glad that I don't go to the gym because I'm probably sure that they would have said like, ma'am, you're dying. You need to get off the machine. (laughs) You're not making us look good. I'm very out of shape. Um, With quarantine kind of hitting, I don't move nearly as much as I kind of used to. I was a lot more active with the girls in different activities and things like that. And so I can definitely feel it in my body that I've slowed down a little bit. So hopefully, you know, we'll kind of get this going. So I plan on kind of alternating that. And for Christmas, I had asked for an exercise bike And then it ended up getting pushed to the side because we redecorated uh, Mabel's bedroom. And so while we were moving everything out of her room so we could paint and bring new furniture in, a lot of her stuff ended up in my bedroom, kind of blocking the access to the exercise bike. And so then I kind of used that as an excuse along with the distance learning that we were doing, my husband being home. I do not like to work out when anybody is home because I already sound like I'm dying. I don't need anybody looking at me, judging me, laughing at me, anything like that. I usually um, work out in the garage with our treadmill And sometimes I'll let Sherman in because again, I just get so embarrassed because I'm sitting there so out of breath dying that it's, you know, it's pretty crazy. So today started off really good. I'm like really, really excited about that. Yesterday was February 1st. And so we're approaching seven years of living here in San Antonio, seven years of being a stay-at-home mom. Like, wow, (laughs) I was talking to my husband last night about this, which kind of inspired today's topic, you know, kind of transitioning from being a working mom to a stay-at-home mom and kind of, you know, the struggles that, that kind of come with that because I've kind of been on both ends of, of it all. 
Back when we only had Addie Mae and we lived in Corpus, I did work. There was a time where I worked part-time, which was in the very beginning, because I wanted to spend as much time with her. And then I just couldn't continue working at that location because my boss was so demanding. And I understand he wanted his company to succeed. I get that 100%. But it was to the point when this boss called me, I always wanted to just throw up because I just knew he was going to be upset about something. And I did not want to raise a kid in that environment. Before I had had Addie Mae, I mean, I obviously worked a ton. I was a manager for a medical clinic and he would come in from out of town. And even if it was my day off and I had plans, if he came into town, I had to go home, put scrubs on and get to the office to greet him because not only was my staff deathly afraid of him, but I mean, I was deathly afraid of him. I didn't want him thinking I was lazy. I didn't want him thinking that I didn't care about the office, which I absolutely did. I gave my heart and my soul into that job, but it just wasn't a good fit. Once I had kids, my priorities kind of shifted. I realized that it wasn't healthy for either me or my family for me to kind of continue working there. So I ended up um, leaving that job and got another job and you know, that one really wasn't a great fit either as far as just, you know, finance wise. They, I, I did a lot for not a lot. <laughs> and when I kind of brought it up, they just kind of said, you know, this is our budget. Like we really kind of can't go over it, which was fine. Again, understandable. And then I ended up in the last job before we moved here that I just adored. I loved that office. Um, it was actually for a security company and it was, Seriously, one of my favorite jobs ever. It was um, an office full of guys. And so already there was no drama because men are not drama. And I'm not saying that all women are drama. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying that all men aren't drama. But I'm just saying the staff that we had in that office was zero drama. We totally understood when one of us needed time off. We totally were there to help each other. So that way, some if somebody was struggling with something, we kind of all pitched in and worked. And it was just down the street from Addie Mae's daycare, which I loved even more because I could get to her quickly if I needed to. And so I kind of always thought that I would be a working mom which was fine. You know, it was a little heartbreaking from time to time because there were things that I kind of was like, I'm man, you know, I'm not quite as lucky to, to not be able to be at home. And I actually lost a friend because of that. Um, she, as a matter of fact, kind of judged me because I was a working mom. And it was around the time that one of the school shootings happened. And I know that's a touchy subject and I don't mean to bring it up, but it just, it was what was happening in our lives at that time. And the school shooting happened and she made a comment to me and said, I can't believe you're still working after you see this. It could easily happen to your child. And it broke me. It was one of the meanest things anybody had ever said to me up until that point. 
I wasn't working because I just didn't want to take care of my child. I was working because financially it helped us, you know? And so I I took that to heart and it was, it was a really, it was a really tough time for me. And it, it wasn't, I didn't feel good about it. And I already didn't want to really be sending my child to daycare. You know, nobody, it's not ideal, you know, but we all do what we have to do. There's no judgment. And so I remember kind of being a little snarky back at her because Addie Mae is and was such a good eater and her child was not. And again, it's not anything personal, but when you're attacking me as a parent, I mean, I'm going to kind of come back at you. And so I posted a picture on social media that I knew she would see. And it was right after we had gotten out of work and I had brought Addie Mae home and she had gone to the fridge and she had grabbed ranch and carrots and she was having a snack while I was making dinner. And I posted that picture on purpose and I, I kind of wrote on there, you know, One of the perks of daycare is that it teaches her to eat things that maybe necessarily aren't as unhealthy as some of the other things I see other people feeding their kids. And boy, did that strike a nerve with her. She texted me and went off on me. And I said, so you're saying that I send my kid to daycare to get killed versus me, you giving your kid a cookie is is the same, you know, hurt for you. Now you kind of feel how I felt, you know, and so hard. Being a mom is hard. Being a working mom is hard. Being a stay-at-home mom is hard. Being a mom is hard. Being a parent is tough. And she just was so upset with me. She ended up, you know, unfriending me. We we didn't talk anymore. It was, it was really sad. And, you know, Deep down, I, I I never really wanted to lose her as a friend, but it was also just like, you cannot judge people for what they need to do for their family, what works best for them. And it was, it was just seriously heartbreaking. So we ended up getting pregnant with Mabel Ann, and we had no idea what we were going to do as far as daycare goes, because daycare is expensive. We were paying pretty much a car payment for just Addie Mae to be in daycare. I was like, there's no way that we can afford to put a second one in daycare at the same exact time. And they charge more the smaller that they are. So I was a little bit nervous, a little bit scared. And I said, you know, God will bring whatever is needs to be to be. So at about eight and a half months pregnant, my husband came home and told me, how do you feel about moving to San Antonio? And I looked at him and I said, I'm about to pop. I am not trying to move. And he said, I have a wonderful job opportunity with my company and I think we should take it. And so it was like lunch hour when he told me that I was still working. I said, I don't know, like this, I got to get back to work. I'll like talk to you later. We'll make a decision. So I thought about it all afternoon. I got home and I basically just told him, this is what my yearly salary is. And this is what your yearly salary is. You have to make this amount of money for us to be able to move and be okay because daycare in a bigger city is obviously more expensive. 
And so he came back and it all worked out. And I told him, I plan on doing nothing. I'm about to give birth to another baby. I'm not packing. I'm not cleaning. I'm not anything. I'm about to have a baby. Like, if you really want this, you're going to have to show you want this. And he's like, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, he took that to heart and he did it all. He was fantastic and he got us our house like prepped and sold in Corpus and a whole nother house prepped and bought here in San Antonio. I never thought that it would happen and then it did. And it was just thinking about it now. I mean, Mabel was about two weeks old and the house was being shown and I would have to get in the car and drive to like my sister-in-law's house to hang out there while our house was being shown It was intense. It was so intense. I don't even know how we did it, but somehow we got through. We got through it. It was great. And so then the real work kind of began. We moved here and I was really all alone. My parents are about two and a half, three hours away from us. And my mother-in-law is about two, two and a half hours away from us. And so we kind of moved to the city with no friends, no family, no anybody that I could like call and say, I need help. Like it was really going to just fall on us. And the work began, became a stay at home mom. And uh, let me tell you that adjustment period from being a working mom to a stay at home mom was super difficult. If you've ever done any of that, you're not alone. I'm right there with you. It's been so hard from just adult interactions to just being exhausted from taking care of kids all day to being excited, like waiting, like counting down the minutes until your husband arrives. It was intense and It was hard because like I said, it wasn't like before. Our family was about an hour away before, which is nothing. That's such a quick drive. But now it's a trek. You know, it's a small trek for them to get to us. Wasn't easy. At the same time, it was exciting because it was something new, obviously. But it it wasn't all rainbows and sunshine. We moved here and I had absolutely zero friends here. It was so hard. I was used to being able to say, hey, do you want to meet me at the mall back in my other town? And my friends kind of meeting me there and just kind of shopping and spending some girl time, even just going to their houses and hanging out. And now I I was in this city all alone. I didn't know how to get around here with two kids and Mabel hated the car. If anything, Mabel hated more as a baby, it was the car. As soon as she would see the car seat, she would start crying. It would take me all morning to get us ready to go do whatever it was that we needed to do. And as soon as I would finish getting Addie Mae ready and myself ready and a fresh pamper on Mabel and we would get the car seat and she would see it and she would start screaming bloody murder, I would look at Addie Mae and say, forget it just forget it. I cannot do this. And we would just stay home. And that was really hard. We stayed home for about five months where 
like I said, once I would get in the vehicle, like it was nonstop screaming and crying and in a new city trying to navigate your way. It was so, so hard. And then just very slowly losing your friends, even from back home. The texts got a little bit shorter. The phone calls got a little bit shorter. Then they got a little bit more distant as far as like how often we would talk. And that was hard. I think I felt like I was losing myself and I would just cry. I would get in the shower and I would cry. And sometimes I wouldn't get in the shower until Ryan got home from work because I was so busy between the baby and Addie Mae and unpacking the house and getting it situated and everything like that. You know, by the time I would turn around, it was five in the afternoon and he's walking in and I've yet to shower for the day. It took a lot out of me emotionally, physically, everything like that. We made it through. I was so thankful. Once, you know, I know that it's not ideal to turn your kid around before like a certain age, but once Mabel hit one, I turned her car seat around and she was so much better in the car. It made life bearable. It made life doable. It was easier to kind of get around and go places and do a little bit more in the city and kind of just get to know the city. I really don't even still know the city that well. Even now, after seven years, I kind of keep to my side of the town. I don't generally go like downtown or anything like that because it just freaks me out. There's so many people and the drivers here are very um, courageous, I guess is the word. They are definitely not afraid to make their way into different lanes. And that is not me. (laughs) Definitely scary. But, you know, now I'm about to be um, seven years at home being a stay-at-home mom, which is amazing. And I've gone through so many different journeys while doing this. I learned how to sew. That was one of my big outlets in the beginning. I started sewing dresses for the girls. It was so wonderful. That kind of threw me in the direction of embroidery. And I did that for a really good while and I really enjoyed it. It's very time consuming, but it gave me purpose and it felt like I I still had a purpose in life. I really enjoyed doing that. That kind of threw me into like vinyl and making vinyl shirts and things like that, which has also been really, really fun and just, you know, interesting. I feel like I'm always learning. It's been a really crazy journey. Now that I have both girls in school, my the kindergarten year was cut a little bit short last year for Mabel. And so I kind of joke with my husband and I, I often tell him like I got robbed because it was my first time that I was going to be able to be at home and kind of have the days to myself and being able to do stuff. But it somehow didn't end up working out that way. 
I'm like so thankful that I am a stay-at-home mom though, because I see the struggles of the working parents right now and trying to juggle distance learning and working all at the same time. And my hats go off to anybody who's doing that. My hats go off to the stay-at-home moms who are actively doing this as well. This has not been easy at all. We kind of joke that this was kind of God's plan for us because at one point, I was um, about to apply for a job. Well, I did apply for a job and I actually had an interview and it was nothing big. It was just something to kind of get me out of the house for a couple of hours a day. It was actually just as a receptionist at a spa. And it was, again, mainly to just get me out into the real world again, maybe make some friends And just kind of have some, I don't want to say normalcy because everyone's normalcy is different, but normalcy for me, because deep down I was still a working, like I've always been a worker. And so when I had the interview, Mabel got really, really sick. It was like right about that time. And we were actually on our way to the hospital when they had called to confirm the interview. And I had to tell them like, I'm going to have to pass on this because my kid all of a sudden got really sick. I wasn't really expecting that. And now I'm going to have to do that. And so luckily for us, I I was a stay-at-home mom. I am a stay-at-home mom throughout the entire time that Mabel was sick. And so it was one less thing to worry about. I didn't want to ever have to answer to a boss about what was going on with my daughter I didn't want to have to justify it or feel guilty. There was a point where we were getting labs drawn every, I don't know, every couple of days. And I would drop Addie Mae off at school and Mabel would have to go fasting and we would drive straight to the lab and wait there. And that would just take my a good chunk of my morning and I remember thinking to myself, there's no way. I, I can't imagine an employer being okay with this. I can't imagine a coworker being okay with this because somebody's got to pick up the slack. And I'm very fortunate that that all of this was kind of placed in front of us. And I know it sounds a little cheesy and I'm all about the cheese, <laughs> but things happen for a reason. And I've just kind of learned to embrace being a stay-at-home mom. And I've made some really great connections along the way, even just connections as far as Mabel's medical-wise goes, connections as far as like the school goes in case I need help with either, I don't know, an assignment or someone to pick up my kid for me after school, vice versa. I'm able to help other moms that are in like that kind of boat where they say like, I have to be here. Can you take my kid home? Sure. Absolutely. I've definitely been able to, to kind of dedicate my time a little bit more and kind of spread it all around. Now that like both girls are in school, it's been weird this year because it's been a mixture of distance learning and in-school learning, in-person learning. And so I kind of just take the chunks of time that they are in school and just try to do the most with them. Again, like today was like a great example. I was I was able to get a little bit of a workout in, get some clothes washed and folded, 
get the house kind of back in order, get supper planned, just concentrating on things that you don't really think about that take a lot of time, but they do. It takes some time to kind of get everything in order. I had to wash all the the face masks for the week, get those all kind of laid out and dried out and just everything that goes with everything. You'd be amazed at how it, it's the, the mornings just kind of fly by with just little things that I have to do, whether it's a trip to the grocery store to pick up something for dinner tonight, whether it's running an, an errand for my husband or whether it's like we're about to get ready to paint Addie Mae's room. So at some point here today, I'm going to need to head over to the hardware store to go pick up the paint and the rollers and the brushes and get everything ready for when it's time on the weekend, we don't have to waste that weekend time. And that's definitely one of the perks of being able to stay at home and being able to manage my time and getting things done during the week so that way we can utilize as much time on the weekend as possible. Definitely one of my favorite things of being a stay-at-home mom. I've also learned to spend a lot of just time by myself. Last year was a great example. I went to the movies by myself for the first time in ages. And it was mainly because my husband wasn't really interested in the movie. My kids weren't really interested in the movie, but I was super, super interested. I really wanted to go watch this movie. And he kind of encouraged me. My husband kind of encouraged me. He was like, you know, if you really want to go, honey, do it. I, I believe in you. I was really kind of like anti, like, oh my God, like this is not how, what people do. And so he texts me the entire time while I'm getting down because I said, I'm not going to get, I'm not getting down. I'm not getting down. He's like, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> and so then I ended up getting there. I got down and he texted me right up into the minute where the movie started. And then I'm crying in the movie theater by myself because it was one of those like girl chick flick movies. And he's, you know, I text him and I'm like, I'm crying. And there's like three other people in here and they're staring at me because I'm crying. And I'm just staring at the screen and staring down at like my phone because like I'm crying. <laughs> and he's laughing and he says, it's okay. It's okay. Like it's going to be fine. And so definitely, again, there are perks and there are definitely, you know, maybe not so perks where you I've had to learn to be okay with being alone, but that's okay. You know, that's, it's okay. <laughs> that kind of sums up my whole stay-at-home mom experience so far. I hope that y'all have a good rest of the week. I hope that you spread joy and kindness everywhere that you go. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.